You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. We are inside the cocktail hour, and we are live from Las Vegas, Nevada, the site of UFC 276 on Saturday night. And as I pointed out earlier, right across the street, WWE Money in the Bank. And every time I mention that, Brian Rowitz gets excited. Oh, Because sure. he's Mr. Wrestling Dork. Good karma wrestling, remember, which you can listen to on podcast. Uh, we are inside the cocktail hour today being presented by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. 29 degree beer happy hour every weekday two to six and remember billionaire bacon which is spicy and sweet dip it in white gravy like i do so you can eat like elvis and die in your early 40s sounds amazing though (laughs) it is it's my concoction it is amazing uh they are your ufc official fight headquarters never recover never charge to watch ufc mma pay-per-views or boxing pay-per-views Off I-95, Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard in West Palm, Pembroke Pines, and in Davie, and around the country, it is Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views, that is, and 29 Degree Beer, that is Twin Peaks. Uh, Tina, you may have kept up a little bit. Tina's in studio. Stone Lebanowitz, who you guys know from, um, well, fashion, the world of fashion, (laughs) and wine tasting. He's in studio with us today as well. Tina, you may have been following on Instagram, excuse me, on Twitter. Um, We got a guest that's going to join us in a moment. Yes, we do. And this is a young man that went to Vegas early in the week. Uh, he missed, actually, the fight part of Fight Week. He missed the, the UFC X Fan Fest, which begins tomorrow and continues Saturday. The grappling tournaments, of course, fight night, Saturday night. But he was on Twitter, and he was saying, I really hope I get a chance to meet this person. I really hope I get a chance to get a picture with that person. And on the one video he made, and man, my whole trip would be wasted if I don't get a chance to meet JC. I got to get a picture. I got to meet JC. I got to meet the pink suit guy, is what he said. Right? He knows me from that, not from this. And so he was, he was I said, listen, man, I'm not going to arrive till probably 1 o'clock in the morning. He says, I don't care. It's fine. And I said, all right, I'm going to hustle out of the airport. I'm going to get to the hotel as soon as I can. I'm going to check in, and then I'm going to meet you. And I said, I'll be prepared to do that. He said, yes, absolutely. He DMs me. He says, hey, man, you boots on the ground. He's an Army guy. And I said, not yet. You know. And then he said, all right, wheels down. I said, yes. And so I was like, all right, we're going to do this. Um, how do you think that worked out last night, Tina? How do you think that worked out for the meetup with uh, Staff Sergeant Wayne? Uh, well, I, I asked you earlier today. I go, did you meet him? And I... I don't I, I I don't know. I feel like if you said you were gonna meet him, you would stick to your promise and you would go meet him out. I don't know what time you landed though. I didn't keep even- in mind. I know I, I was I was back to the hotel by about one AM. Stone, keep in mind, he said my trip would not be complete. The trip would be worthless if I don't get a chance to meet JC. Uh how do you think that went last night, Stone? I think you saw him, you shook his hand, and then you immediately took back and, and choked him, put him in a chokehold, you guys went to the ground. <laughs> uh let's bring on to the air a Staff Sergeant Wayne, who is a huge UFC fan and who last night had the time of his life. I'm not gonna speak for you. Wayne, but first of all, welcome to the home team. Are you back in California now? You back safe? You you got your boots on the ground? Oh man, uh, in Texas. Yeah, You're in, in Texas. Texas now. Yes, sir. How, how's your hangover? Because all week on uh, every time we saw you on Twitter, you were hammered with a can of seltzer in your hand. Yeah, it's uh, it's terrible because I I never drank so. <laughs> It's like the three times I drank this year, just three days in a row. So that's that's a lot on my body. 
There you go. All right. What made you so interested in having a meetup with me? Because there were other people on your wish list that should have been well ahead of me or should have been without me. They should have been on their own. Why was it you were so determined that you were like, yeah, I got I got to meet JC. I got to get a picture with JC. Why? It was that Conor McGregor interview. <laughs> that thing that I show everybody that. My parents, they don't even watch you. See, I showed, I showed them that video. They love it. Uh, me and my buddy walking down the, the Vegas Strip yesterday, we kept on re-impersonating that. The <laughs> Dude, it was a year thing, ago. Uh, I'm gonna you got to let it go. Em. Somebody smack him. <laughs> it was a year ago. No, you got to let, let it go, brother. It I love it, too. I still love it. All right. So, so Wayne, you, uh, you, you said, I got to meet uh, this guy. Uh, I got to meet JC. Oh, you said Chase Hooper. You want to meet Chase Hooper. And then you said, I want to meet yep. uh, JC. And you go, also, MMA Roasted. You didn't know his name. So I said, his name is Adam Hunter. He's a friend of Dean's. Yeah. He's now a friend of mine. He's a tremendous comedian. And I told you, he performs at 8 o'clock at the Stratosphere at the Comedy Club. Go there. Yes. You went. So you took my advice. You went to the Comedy Club. Tell everybody what happened. Okay. So I, I went to the Comedy Club, which uh, it was good. I went two days in a row, actually. And the second time I was there to see Booger Bear, then I saw Chase Super show up. So that that was cool. So I sent him an email on uh, Twitter, and I said, hey, you at the comedy show, which I knew he was because I saw him. <laughs> but then responded, he actually replied back to me. So I thought that was cool. Uh, the show was so, actually so you, great. So on uh, your wish list, Chase Hooper, you were hoping to meet somehow. He magically was at the comedy show you were at because we told you to go there. Then you yes, also yes. got to meet Booger Beard because he was performing there. Then you also yes. got a chance to meet Bilal Muhammad, who uh, Tina doesn't I like. Didn't. Tina, what, no, what's yes, your deal? No, yes, I do. Oh, okay. Really? You got, got a chance yeah. to meet Bilal Muhammad because you went to the show that you didn't know what was happening. We told you to go. Then you also got a chance to meet Jake Shields, take a picture with him, and Tina just bought a T-shirt from him yeah, for he, her husband. He DM'd me back because I didn't, I didn't know when the shirt was going to get here. Nice guy. And then, Sar- yeah. Staff Sergeant Wayne, you got pictures with all of them. You got pictures with Adam Hunter, MMA Roasted. Like, it was the greatest night of your MMA life. You met, you got to meet, you checked off all the things off your wish list, and it randomly just happened because we told you to go to that show, right? It's a pretty great night. But, uh, I still missed the number one thing, though. The picture of the pink suit guy, I missed it, so. What, what do you mean That's you missed it? I, I thought no trip to Vegas would, would, would be uh, complete unless you got the picture with JC. What, me? What, what, what do you mean you missed it? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was I got back to the hotel at maybe like, uh, I don't know, 1130-ish. Uh-huh. And I set my alarm for 1 o'clock. The only difference was it was for 1 p.m. and not 1 a.m. <laughs> oh, so, no. So, so you got... So, so you yeah, got I, I woke up at 5 in the morning freaking out, thinking I missed my flight and everything. I was... They say the the alcohol definitely did its job last night. So so so, so you got you got hammered at the comedy club. Um, you you met all the people you were hoping to meet. You ran into some by chance. Some you knew that you got pictures with everybody. All that, and then you DM me on Twitter. Are your boots on the ground? Did you arrive? I said yeah. I said it's going to be close to one o'clock. Like I said, you said no. You said can't wait, etc. So forth. I I rush back to the hotel. I check in as soon as I can, and I go uh, to meet you and Tina Stone. Radio silent. Wow. I DM, oh I DM this kid. Radio God. silent. He uh, big time me. I do feel terrible for it. I do feel <laughs> terrible for it. Yeah, I do. Bro, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, to me, it's hilarious that it was so important to you. Like, um, that's something you would do, Josh. No, it's not. I wouldn't big time somebody. No, I mean, no, I like, you not. would set your alarm for, like, the wrong oh, time. And then yeah, you would, would like, yeah, that yeah. would happen to you. And, yeah. you know. For sure. For sure. But it, I, I just find it hilarious that it's like, 
all of what he was hoping to happen, he got to happen. So then he just went home and said, you know what? Screw it. I don't need JC no more. I got Bilal. <laughs> I got Chase. I got uh, Jake, Jake Shields. Shields. I got, uh, I got, I got uh, Adam Hunter. So, so I just felt like maybe, you know, you, you checked off the things. You're like, ah, this is good enough. I'm just going to go to sleep. That's what I imagine. No, 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 no. But if you, you said alarm. You set an alarm. I understand. I understand. Um, well, I'm sad that we didn't get a chance to connect, but apparently the rest of your night was good enough. You didn't need me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you, Wayne, I feel we're like ju- that's Wayne, still, a, gr- I feel like that's still a great night. Like, you met more oh, yeah. people than you even thought you would meet. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a great night. And then uh, Jake Seals actually unblocked me. I guess uh, he blocked me on Twitter <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> that's a I, great I was night. honest with him, too, because I asked him when I saw him, I was like, are you... Since we have a picture now, can you unblock me so I can tag you? Because I tried to tag all them and I couldn't tag him. And it said Jake Shields blocked you, so I was like, "Can Tina. you untag me?" And he's like, "Well, or, uh, unblock me." And, and he asked why he blocked me in the first place. Do you, like, do you know what you? Do you know what you, I, do you know what you said or did yeah, that I, got you blo- blocked in the first I, place? I think I said it was something about either. Uh, I think it was Nate Diaz. I think I said something about Nate Diaz on one of his posts, and I guess I he didn't you. like it. All right, Tina. What you asked him was, "Well, it was still a pretty great night anyway." And I think you're missing my point, Tina. My point was, he had such a great night going to the stratosphere to see Adam Hunter, meeting Bilal Muhammad, Chase Hooper, getting picture them, Booger Beard, Jake Shields, that he consciously decided. I don't need to stay up to go meet that nobody. I don't no. need to pitch with him. No. No, no, no. And so he made a conscious. <laughs> his night was so great. Stone, you know this. His night was so great with that. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to go deal with that to go get a picture with that JC guy. Yeah, Wayne, I got to ask. You said you only drink three times a year. <laughs> what did you get into last night? Like, what You got to choose wisely, right, if your body's not ready for it. What, uh, what were you drinking on last night? Oh, it was all seltzers. Uh, it was either Truly or uh, <laughs> the other one, the uh, White, White Claw, Claw I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Claw. Yeah. Those creep up on you. Uh, all I saw on on your Twitter, yes, my friend, uh, on your Twitter, uh, all I saw, Wayne, was you all week with a can of seltzer in your hand being hammered. So it looks like you had a pretty great time. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. And I'm I'm glad you had a great time last night, and I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to connect. But um, I, I know that you made the right decision, and that is just to go to sleep and get that sleep instead. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get my picture one day. We will. We'll, we'll do that again sometime. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, by the way, for your service. Um, I know a lot of people won't sleep as well tonight knowing that you're protecting us, but uh, I know that I thank you regardless, uh, <laughs> you, you guys, for your service to uh, to protect us all and keep America great. Thank you, uh, Wayne. Yes, it was sir, a pleasure. Look forward to meeting you in person next time. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care now. There is Staff Sergeant Wayne, who swore up and down, guys, that his week would not be complete. It'd all be a waste if he didn't get a chance to meet me. And I made it happen. And he big timed me. Wow. <laughs> I was not at all expecting that. And then when you said the time, the like the night of your life, whatever, I was yeah. like, same. Did, did they like go out drinking? Like what happened? Like I was not expecting that end of the story. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Josh, I thought you were teen enough that you guys like kicked it off you loved them yeah. and you guys went out drinking for hours yeah keep, keep in mind i'm <laughs> someone that t- years ago people used to be excited to come and meet so like you'd have an appearance nowadays nobody's excited to meet me nobody cares so when a kid who's who like is sincere like this is a young guy in the army he's like i really got to get a i'm like of course I'm, of course i gotta check in i'll meet you and then i dm'd him i said all right man i'm good when you are Silence. Silence. And then five minutes later, I was like, uh, I'm all set if you are. 
silence. And I said, you know what? He must have passed out. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and I went to sleep. Thank God he didn't like hit me up 10 minutes later and say, oh, I'm sorry. I was in the Uber. Right. But uh, yeah. But I, I tried. I tried my best. I tried to make dreams come true, you know? You did try. And that's all the, <laughs> that matters. You, you did your part and you tried and he, he fell asleep. It's kind of like Stone, and you know this. You get it, Stone. You know this. You, you get invited to like you're in college, and you get invited to this one party, and you're like all about it, and you're going to be there. You promise. But then you get invited to a better party, and you go to that one instead. Yeah, it, I mean stuff like that definitely happens. And that's it, that's that, what he did last night. That's exactly <laughs> what happens, and, and, and I love it. But seriously, I, I find so much like gen genuine genuineness. What what what's authenticity? The word? Authenticity in him residing in you and the pink suit guy because you stood up for a lot of people. A lot of people don't like Conor McGregor and kind of you were the one, one of the only ones who was able to stick it to him. And for people who don't like Conor, they reside in you. I think yeah, it's really, love, really cool. They love you. I think it's awesome. But hold on a second because I like Conor McGregor. And, yeah. And I, didn't, I didn't try to stick it to him, but the man was being disrespectful to a man about his family in front of his family. Right. And it was, it was a bullying, psychological uh, it was one of those schoolyard things where a kid is surrounded and he's going to get humiliated in front of his family. And I'm sorry, but I'm not big on the bullying thing. And so I made a conscious decision. It was a year ago to, to ask a question that was an honest, fair question. I wasn't trying to go in on someone, but I was also trying for this man to not be bullying that guy. Um, in front of his family, about his family, being disrespectful and having a crowd of people also going in on. Because that's the thing. Connor had the whole arena crowd, you know, going in on Dustin Poirier. Right. Dustin Poirier is there. He's there to fight. He's not there to talk about how your wife this and your kid that and your daughter that. So, so that's why that happened. But we all got to let go of the pink suit thing. It was a year ago. We have to move on with our lives. Um, but for Wayne, I don't. I don't know if I believe the the one p.m. one a.m. thing, because I think I. <laughs> got a dm from him at like 12 20 p.m or 12 20 a.m you know what i'm saying maybe he got nervous to meet you maybe he thought you were so big time he's like i don't know if i can do it like he's ready he said he's in the lobby and now it's time to go guys what do i do and maybe he just got cold feet 12 21 a.m are you boots on ground okay he was a little drunk at that point um and then the next message at 5 18 uh i took a nap and didn't set the alarm are you awake? Like, we're going to meet at 5 Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's worse than a you up text. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I hate to head to the airport at 7. If you wake up before that, please let me know. So he really did want to try and get a picture at 528 in the morning. He wanted, again, his trip would not be complete without a picture with you. Like, he was determined. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he did, he did pretty good. He, he, he wound up with the, uh, the hall of the, the, the meets and greets and pictures that, he, that he'd wanted and some he didn't even know he was going to get last night. So good on him. I just thought I would share that story with you because there's always an instance in which you go out of your way to try to make something happen for someone and then they just, then they, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, or they forget to set the alarm or they oversleep or whatever. Yeah. I was not expecting that at all to happen. Big timed by the guy that had to just had to meet up at 1am. Had to. <laughs> if it was a girl, I'd have been pissed because you know Stone. Oh, yeah, blue. <laughs> We all know. If, it was, if it was a female, I'd have been mad about it. Put it in this spot. All I could do is laugh and make a topic out of it. Yes. And that's all any of us should do. Speaking of UFC 276 and Fight Weekend, the featherweight champion of the world, Alexander Volkanovsky, uh, he's going to be on the show with us here in the next segment. We'll get to that. Remember, this is Fight 3 for him in the trilogy against Max Holloway. It's also the first time in UFC history that a fighter that was 0-2 
got a third fight against that opponent for a title. What does that tell you, Stone Lebanowitz? I don't know. It's super. It, I mean, it's interesting, and I apologize because me and Tina are being distracted right now. So, I, I wasn't what's able- happening? What are you guys distracted? We by? have a teammate who's standing outside of our the window of the studio and trying to distract us. Totally, but they're finally us, walking we're, away. We're showing them off, so we apologize. They're not in any way in content, are they? They are not. Okay, just making sure. Um, yeah, the idea being that uh, the last, the first two fights were so close that even though Holloway probably got robbed out of one decision mm. and probably the other scorecards were right, um, the fights were so good and close and fascinating that there had to be a third one just to make sure. Because, again, it's the first time that someone lost the first two, got a third go-round, and it was for a title. That's just a very rare thing. Very rare. And, and I think the best UFC fights are the ones that are most anticipated. And when everybody's begging, whether you're a casual fan or a diehard fan, and you get what you want, you just hope it lives up to the hype. Like, What do you expect? Like, Do you expect this one to live up to the hype? I have yeah. no idea what to expect. And Same. I'm loving the, 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 the leeway up to it right now. It should be fun. Uh, whether I'm there or at my friend Pat's wedding or across the street at WWE Money in the Bank remains to be seen. Those tickets are cheaper. Uh, Kevin Durant has requested being traded by the Brooklyn Nets, which is not shocking news. Um, if you were listening earlier this week, there were discussions, and Brian Windhorst, NBA insider, had said all along that the Nets are prepared to, to go about without both. The Nets are prepared to lose both, meaning Kyrie and Kevin, that there was expression this was quite possible. Kyrie, as we know, opted in on his $36.5 million option. And remember, as much as he wanted to go to the Lakers and or the Heat, the economics weren't possible. For Kyrie Irving to go to the Lakers, he would have left $30 million on the table. Because yeah. he would have made $6 million in exemption in Los Angeles with the Lakers. And he would make $36.5 million, another $30 million, in Brooklyn for just this coming season. So Kevin Durant reportedly called the Nets owner this morning and said, thank you for everything. Uh, With all due respect, I would very much like to get traded, and I hope that we can get a whole lot for me um, for the organization here. Last summer, he signed that four-year contract, which was worth upwards of $198, $199 million. He's due $41, uh, I'm sorry, $44 million this year. Um, Evan Cohen joined us earlier in, uh, in our number one, actually late in segment one of our one, you can hear back Evan's thoughts and insight on the podcast, which in a couple hours after the show will be up on all free podcast, uh, outlets. You just punch in Josh Cohen, the home team, Dean Thomas, Tina, and then bam, there will be our one late segment one, Evan Cohen's insight. Or you can just listen to Stone's immediate insights, which is exactly what Evan texted him and Stone passed <laughs> it off as his own thoughts and ideas. That I mean, that's awesome. And that's, it, it's unfortunate. <laughs> that's awesome. It's unfortunate that's how it played out because what had happened was he said Miles Bridges was a player on the Suns, and I was yeah. ready to make fun of him for that. Because Mikhail Bridges is who he was looking for, and Miles Bridges actually just got arrested last night. He's a Charlotte Hornet. Yeah, he's a Charlotte Hornet. Was just got arrested last night for domestic violence. So yes. when Evans said my name and I knew he was coming to me, I started forming that thought, and I thought I was going to make a nice little joke. Little did I know what I uh, was that not he was paying coming it, to body slam. You. That he was coming literally <laughs> body slamming, and I had no defense, and I wasn't ready for it. Yes, that's the key in this business. You have to be prepared for the unpreparable. You have to expect <laughs> what you can. You have to expect the unexpected, and you have to prepare for the things you can't prepare for. 
Does that make sense? It makes all the sense in the world. But one thing that Evan said to me that that still has my mind racing a little bit is that Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets knew about this and were okay with this happening. And that's interesting to me because, I I mean, I I would go the other way. I would beg to differ. I think if you're Sean Marks, your job security is at stake. Like, you were given a team that Mm. was flat-out title contenders, right? We Mm. talked about it preseason and heading into the playoffs. You guys are the favorites. And it is burning down into ashes in the palm of your hands. Like, I don't know. I worry for Sean Marks if they're not able to come out of this with picking up value and picking up their team and and being able to compete. It's a bad look in recent years, what they've tried to do, the players and pieces. And, and, you know, it goes to show you that there's there's no shortcuts to success. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, there's no shortcuts to greatness. The people I know that are the greatest in the world at what they do, they're the ones that flat out work harder than everybody else. They spend more time. They do more reps. They work harder. They sacrifice more. It's not about wanting it more, just like we talked about the other day, Tina. It's about who's willing to suffer more. And suffer like Tom Brady, for example. Tom Brady suffers in that he can't eat what you get to eat. Tom Brady suffers in that he's got to do the extra warm-ups and the cool-downs that the younger guys don't. Tom Brady suffers in that he missed all those things with his kids, the first this, the graduation from that, the school play, the Little League game, because he's watching film, he's on the road. How much are you willing to suffer? It's not how much do you want it. And that's the name really of success there's no shortcuts the nets attempted to take a shortcut by grabbing that guy that guy and plugging them in and we'll fight and it just obviously didn't work but with that said we would be remiss i would be remiss if i didn't point out that if kevin durant wore a shoe size one half size smaller they would probably be the prior to this finals the reigning nba champions they would have won the eastern conference last year and likely would have won the NBA championship if Kevin Durant's shoe was one half size smaller. You remember when they zoomed in, Stoney, on the three-point line. You remember when they zoomed in, and you were like, oh my God, that's a half a shoe size. It was was literally less. It was an inch. And when you talk about games... Less than an inch. Less than an inch. A third of an inch. So when you put it into perspective with the details that you did, I mean, it, it really is hard to comprehend. Because that is the biggest what if in that guy's career. And it may go down as the biggest what if in that guy's career if all things considered don't work out for him when he hangs it up. And so it's, a, it's, it's really interesting to bring that up because that picture, every time I see it, just hurts my stomach. Tina has a dilemma. It involves last night's drinking of the wine. You're a member of a wine club, Tina. How does this work exactly? Yes, I'm a member of a wine club. I pay monthly where I get so many bottles of wine a month, um, basically for free because I pay for this membership. And then you also get tastings for free. And this is at a specific restaurant? Yes. And where is this? Don't tell us the name, but where is it located? It's in Gardens. Okay. Homage Gardens. And you invited a bunch of teammates to join you for this? No. Yesterday, we we were in the office one day just talking about doing a wine tasting and going to this place. And we there was a lot of teammates who wanted to do it. So we sent out a whole email to the entire ESPN West Palm team of seeing who was interested in going to a tasting and then dinner. And so there was about like 
16 of us or something yeah, last easily. night. Yeah, easily. Um, Very nice. And I saw the picture, yeah. Yeah, so there was a handful of us, and so we It was all... a great-looking crowd. It was a beautiful crowd. Everyone was dressed very nicely, and then there's this one weird sailor guy in a uh, in a Navy vest. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a life... Was it like a life jacket? It was literally a life jacket. And... What was you? <laughs> and, yes, and so I... It was a, a big group of us that went and had dinner and the tasting. All right, and so you're a member of the wine club, and you you got bottles that are coming to you. What exactly happened with this misunderstanding that you have a dilemma on your hands? So I have a dilemma where, okay, I wanted to use a bottle of wine on my account, and I always, I never pick, I don't go to this place often, so a lot of times my wine bottles just add up. And so I always keep a few bottles on my account so that I can use them at the table. And again, just have a bottle of wine when we get there, and it's like, oh, a nice free bottle of wine because I've got a few bottles on my account to use. And yesterday, I, I have before when purchasing, they have different kind of layers, I guess, of wine and where, again, there might be an upgraded one. And they've used two of my bottles instead of one. So last night, I wanted to, we wanted to upgrade to this really nice red wine. Yeah, we Jim, had, one of our teammates deemed it the El Primo. Yes. We had it at the tasting, and it was so amazing. And so we wanted to get that bottle of wine. So we got that bottle of wine, and I gave them my phone number and said, oh, I do have a membership here, and I want to use one, a bottle on my account that I have for the table. <laughs> so we get one bottle. There was a handful. And again, there's 16 of us. And then, you know, there was six of us at the table that were drinking this bottle of wine. Y'all drink 12 bottles, basically. No. Um, and so I got eh, one bottle. Eight, nine. I got one. Bo- not every teammate got a bottle of wine that Ten. we had last night. But Ten. we had gotten a bottle of wine for the table. And then we got another because we had, again, there was a handful of us. We were enjoying ourselves, eating dinner, drinking some wine. And then we got the bill. And they did not let us know that this bottle would not be covered with my bottles that I have on my account. So you didn't ask, hey, is this bottle, would this be covered by my, my membership? You didn't ask that in advance. You assumed. No, I, I said I want to use a bottle on my account, like uh, with my membership. Like I wanted to use a certain bottle. Right. I wanted to use a bottle on my account for the table. I but said that from the beginning. I didn't say, right. okay, this bottle that we're getting, does it cover it? Because, again, I've purchased, I've gotten bottles before, and they've just used two bottles instead of one. Right. Okay. So you didn't specifically ask, hey, this would be covered, correct? You didn't get confirmation on that? No, I did not All ask. Because right. I just, again, I assumed that they would just use maybe Can't. two bottles. Yeah, you can't assume anymore because everybody's out to get you. Well, I don't know the layers of what's an upgrade and what's not an upgraded wine. Like, there's so many wines there, and I'm not a wine aficionado. I like my Cabernet. I like white wine, and I like, you know, champagne. Well, listen, if you're you're not a, if you're not, it sounds like you like every kind of wine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, aficionado. Maybe not a wine expert, but a wino. Um, Here's a good rule of thumb for someone who was born and raised in wine country. In the winery region of the Finger Lakes, which is really the best wine region of the Northeast and perhaps the East. Obviously, we know Napa Valley, California, that soil, that climate. But from someone who's from the wine region, wine country, as it's called, what you want to do, Tina, is when you're looking for the excellence in the wines that you would like to taste and sample, always look for a guy wearing a winter vest with a corporate embroidery. And then <laughs> he ask will him, know. He will know. That's the guy you always ask. It's like when you show up in New York City, how do you know where to, go, where to dine? You know, when you go to Vegas, where do you eat? Off the strip. Well, for wine expert, for, you know, someone who knows 
Find a dude in a winter vest with a corporate logo embroidered on it. You know, Walgreens or Good Karma brand, something like that. Something yeah, like that. They know. Yeah, I was on my P's and Q's last night. If you asked me any questions, I probably knew the answer. I was counting the legs. I was doing everything that a, a wino uh, in the making would do. So sure. Tina could Sounds ask me for sure. Sounds yes. that way. So, Tina, we'll have to figure out whether you got to uh, contact these people or not. Well, well no, it's out. it's totally fine. I Again, I I should have asked and confirmed, and it's totally fine. I still love this place. I'm still going to go yeah. to this place. I'm still going to go get my bottles of wine. It but was fine, but I just, again, was like, oh, I wish I would have. Again, we still would have gotten the bottle of wine, but it was more like that shock at the end of like, oh. Yes. That was an upgrade, and it was a big right. upgrade. <laughs> yeah, they didn't tell you in advance. Yes. I get it. Yeah, me, I get it. I get it. But that's how the world operates now. Everything is a scam and a scheme. Read the fine print. Ask in advance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it works. Um, one thing that's not a scam is getting a free heart scan from Life Imaging FLA. That is absolutely true. With minimum requirement met, you can find out once and for all if your heart is at risk, if you've got blockage, if you've got calcium issue. Life Imaging FLA, I got mine uh, almost a year ago. It takes just a couple minutes. The scan machine goes over the top. You don't feel anything. I also got a full body scan because they can attack cancers up to a decade before their symptoms. We all know that when it comes to your heart and when it comes to cancers, time is everything. Early warning is that you got to know. And the issue is the way our healthcare system works, we don't do preventative. We don't go to check to see if things are good. That's not how it works, unfortunately. Life Imaging FLA, it's a stressful time. There's a lot of uncertainty with the economy, with inflation. Hell, with even gas prices. Life Imaging FLA says we want to help you eliminate some of that stress. Let's find out if your heart is good. Let's find out if your scans are clean. Mine took five or six minutes and everything was fine. Thank God. Knock on wood. How do you get your free heart scan with minimum requirement? On your cell phone, you call pound 250 and you say the keywords free heart scan. You call pound 250 and then you give the keywords free heart scan. Pound 250, say free heart scan. Do not be a statistic. Do, why would you not take up the offer for a free heart scan with minimum requirement? Why would you not? 30 to 40% of heart attacks, there's no symptom. The first symptom is sudden death, meaning you had no reason to believe anything was wrong. Don't be one of those. Don't let your family deal with that. Do it for your family. Do it for yourself. Do it for peace of mind. Just call today, pound 250, and say free heart scan. When we come back... We will hear from the reigning featherweight champion of the UFC, Alexander Volkanovsky, in advance of his title defense on Saturday night at UFC 276 on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. And I'm going to tell him that, unfortunately, people tell me I look like him, which is good for me, but it's a horrible, horrible news for him. That's not <laughs> a compliment for him. Yeah. But for me, it is because he's 33 years old. Yeah, so I'll that's take true. it all day. That's true. Yeah. It's the home team on ESPN 1063. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. Taking the show on the road, courtesy of Brightline, goldbrightline.com. Live from Las Vegas, Nevada, we'll hear from the UFC reigning featherweight champion of the world, Alexander Volkanovsky, in moments. A reminder, speaking of money in the bank in WWE, uh, your money should be in the bank that is truest. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank, you get a better kind of bank. Truest wants to show you the meaning of care. Truest wants to change what you think about and how you feel about your bank, because they're going to be your bank. They want you to focus on things that matter in life, like starting a family, 
getting married, having kids, buying a home, paying for school. They want to be your bank for checking, savings, credit cards, investments, loans, you name it. Visit a branch near you. Check them out online. T-R-U-I-S-T dot com. Truist. All they see is you. And joining us now is the reigning and defending featherweight champion of the UFC. He will look to defend his title Saturday night on UFC 276 pay-per-view ESPN+. It is, of course, Alexander Volkanovsky joins us back on the home team once again. First of all, champ, I don't know if you realize this or not. You've never, ever not kept or won a belt after appearing on this show. We might be your good luck charm. Wow, there you go, mate. How good is that? Yeah, it's, We're going to keep this rolling. Keep this so far, one and all. Right, we need to chat every single time. <laughs> you sound in good spirits. Apparently, the weight cut has gone well. Yeah, weight cut's good, mate. Uh, weight cut's always going good. Uh, we're lucky to have a nutritionist on board, uh, Jordy, the fight dietitian. So it makes it easy. You know what I mean? Uh, it really does. And uh, the the energy around the house and the, with, with all the lads uh, that we have here, we've got a massive property with a heap of us. Uh, so the energy's good, man. So we vibe and we're happy. So, uh, you know, that, that's good. That's a good way to be five weeks. The UFC reigning featherweight champion of the world, Alexander Volkanovsky, joins us on the home team Saturday night, UFC 276 on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. I was going to say, champ, there is a show in Vegas called Thunder Down Under, and it's uh, kind of like Magic Mike. This is a Thunder Down Under weekend between you and Israel Adesanya and City Kickboxing. It's an Australian takeover in Las Vegas, is it not? Yeah, man, like, uh, that, that's a good one, you know, and to be honest, like I said, we all cut weight, so we all ripped, and uh, we're going to have our shirts off uh, in the in the <laughs> octagon, so you're definitely going to see our thunder down under while we're even in the octagon, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it. funny, it's funny, every time I'm, I'm in camp, every time I'm in camp, the last couple of weeks, my shirt doesn't usually stay on, you know what I mean, you start, you know, you get that six-pack out, and you, oh, know, yeah. you, you really uh, take advantage of the... Uh, of, uh, Losing uh, that 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 fat you put on uh, out of camp. Absolutely. Shredded like Trump tax returns. Looking good and showing it to the world. Here's the bad news, champ. Several times when I'm in Vegas, people tell me that I look like you. That's great for me. Not so great for you because I'm <laughs> old and busted. Um, un- unfortunately for you, but no one's told you that you look like me, so you're in good shape so far. Max Holloway says the winner on Saturday is not necessarily the GOAT in the featherweight division. He says they're forgetting about Jose Aldo. Do you agree with Max, or do you think, uh uh-uh, the winner Saturday, that's your featherweight GOAT in UFC history? Oh, man, look, look, man, I look at uh, Aldo as the GOAT as well. You know, I I really do look at him as the GOAT. I think uh, the guy that uh, has had so many defenses, and he was a massive part of the featherweight division, so you need to do work. Uh, you know, to do that. And I mean, it's not up to me. It really, really isn't up to me to make that decision. Um, obviously, going out and taking some that consider Max as a greatest uh, featherweight as well, like he's obviously one of. And to take him out three times, like, I mean, you know, you're starting to really say something, right? But I mean, at the same time, you know, that, that ain't my call. Understood. At 24-1 and one, and the reigning defending UFC featherweight champion, uh, our co-host, Dean Thomas, who took the day off today inexplicably. I'm doing this from the Cosmopolitan Hotel. You're in Vegas. Dean's in Vegas. He's got the day off for some reason. But Dean says, and he's been saying, who wins this fight is the featherweight 
goat, and he said after your last two performances, he was convinced it was you regardless. So that's for history to decide. But you and Max, clearly, there's no bad blood. There's no bad feeling. Is it harder to get motivated, or does it allow you to be more focused when you can eliminate that emotion and the dislike um, heading into a fight? Oh, man, no, it's, uh, I don't think it, I don't need to hate someone to, you know, to, to, to motivate me. No, like, again, we respect each other. We respect each other's teams, you know what I mean? At the same time, he's a chill dude. He's never been a trash talker. Same as me. Obviously, it can get a little uh, intense because there is a rivalry. You want to say intense like a uh, tension. Maybe there is tension between us, mm-hmm. but at the same time, yeah, we, we, you know, there's respect there. How can you not respect uh, each other? How can you not respect me? And how can I not respect him? But at the same time, you know, you know, I'm looking forward to putting my hands on. You know, what I mean, at the same time, it's our job. You know, what I mean, it doesn't mean I'm not. I'm going to hit him softly Saturday night. You know, what I mean, and I'm prepared and I prepared hard and I plan on landing on that chin and plan land on that chin regularly. Uh, you know, that's a it's a grand chin, the legendary chin. I want to set a statement. So if I can put him down. If he falls and that chin fails, that'll be legendary as well. You know what I mean? So that'll really put me in a good position. That's a real statement to do someone that that to someone who's, who's never been down or, or finished. Amen to that. The featherweight champion of the UFC, Alexander Volkanovsky, joins us on the home team in advance of Saturday night. His title defense on UFC 276 ESPN Plus pay-per-view. This is the trilogy. This is also history. This is the first time in UFC history that an opponent that was down 0-2 got a title fight. What does that tell you about the trilogy, or as I call it, the thrilogy that is Volkanovsky and Holloway? Yeah, like it's a, it is a uh, obviously a weird uh, situation, but I mean it just shows you still the level that that Max is at. You know, him being so stubborn and not letting anyone take away that number one spot. You know what I mean? Like it's it put him right back in this position. There's no one else right now. It's the biggest fight we can do, so we got that chance. You know what I mean? I think it adds to the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, this is still like you said, people are still. You know what I mean? Obviously, that last fight being uh, so close, people still want to still want to see what what happens. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, we're both on the pound for pound list. This is huge, mate. This is uh, incredible. Two guys that are on the pound for pound list fighting each other three times at their peak. You know what I mean? It's uh, yep. it's incredible. It hasn't, it hasn't been seen before, not like this. And um, I think it just adds to the story. It really does. So um, that's why I still think this is definitely a legacy fight, even though I'm up two uh, 0 you know, going, uh, going doing it a third time, especially after his last couple of performances, will definitely uh, put me in a better position again. And, and this card features three of the top six pound-for-pound pound fighters um, in the UFC. You, of course, at number two on that list. Uh, this is, between the co-main and the main, this is a rare occasion of all of these top pound-for-pounders. We're not used to seeing that. It's a special card. But, Champ, you haven't lost a fight since Barack Obama was five months into his presidency, his second term as president. Do you even remember what losing felt like? I mean, do, do you even remember how bad that sucks? It's been so long. Not to jinx you, but it's been so long. How, how, yeah. do you keep, how, do you, how do you keep a taste of that, that bad taste in your mouth since it's been nine years? Man, I'm a competitive dude, you know what I mean? I'm a competitive dude. You leave a shot of me, like that almost feels like a loss to me. You know what I mean? And me being that competitive in the gym, in the octagon, and being such a hard critic, you, you learn so much in your wins as well. 
You know what I mean? You used to get that. Like, you know what I mean? There's, there's times where I know I could have done better. And that feels like a loss to me. And that already sucks. You know what I mean? When I put my, when I put, uh, you know, being so disciplined and, and like that as well. And, you know, there's times where things aren't going to go my way in the gym. That's a loss to me. And it sucks. I don't like it. You know what I mean? Will it be a lot worse on, on fight night? Yeah, of course. But I mean, at the same time, you learn a lot from your wins, not just your losses. So, uh, you know, I'm the type of guy that I, I'm, I'm my hardest critic. I'm my hardest critic. So um, no matter how good a fight goes, even the last performance, and not much happened in, uh, you know, on his end, uh, on Zombie's end uh, to me. Like, it was pretty much a one-sided shutout. But at the same time, I still, there's still things I could have done better. There's still things I, I wasn't happy with. So, uh, you know, and I, there's still things I could improve on. The featherweight champion of the UFC, Alexander Volkanovsky, joins us on the home team live on ESPN 106.3, worldwide on the ESPN app, and of course, worldwide on smart speakers. It is 276, Saturday night, ESPN Plus, pay-per-view. If you don't have the app, get it, download it. You're going to want to have this card. Um, I knew Kobe Bryant back in high school. In life, he developed such a love for being a, quote, girl dad. He was the number one proponent of girl dads. You're a girl dad. What is special about that, being a girl dad for you? Yeah, man, I'm definitely a girl dad. Definitely a girl dad. Uh, man, I don't know. I feel like a, like a, but you know, actually, I was about to say that, you know, the girls, like, they look after their daddies. Hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when they're older, they're always going to look after their dad. So, um, you know that's always good. Look, I got one one of them that's a, a mummy's girl, and one of them that's a that, that's a daddy's girl. So, uh, but at the same time, man, uh, I love it. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's just I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. You know that that they're more emotionally attached attached to us as well. So uh, I'm a pretty for for a fighter. I'm a pretty uh, like emotional type of dude. You know, I'm all about my family and all that type of stuff. So um, yeah, I don't know. Having having uh, two girls is uh, is everything to me. I love it. Champ, best of luck to you on Saturday night. It is Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway in part three of the trilogy, Thrilogy, UFC 276 on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Best of luck to you, my friend. Thanks for taking time. Looking forward to the next time we have you. No worries, mate. I'll uh, chat to you next time I'm brought mate. Appreciate it. Be well. Thank you, sir. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. As we take the Home Team show on the road, courtesy of Brightline, GoBrightline.com. GoBrightline.com. Back live from Vegas for just a couple minutes or so. Not even, right, Tina? We're down to like a minute and that's it? Yeah, uh, exactly a minute. Well, that sounds good to me. Time for your daily dose of that's cold. Brought to you by John C. Cassidy, the first and last name in air conditioning. And it comes to us from ESPN Stats and Info. The timing of this is interesting. It's a three-year anniversary of Kevin Durant signing with the Nets. Uh, Kyrie Irving partnership. That might be over. Over the last three years, according to Stats and Info, the Nets played 247 games. With Durant and Irving both on the floor together, 58 of those games. 23% of the time. That's what we're talking about. And that is cold for a partnership that's supposed to change the fortunes of a franchise. (laughs) Um, We're out of time. We're out of time? I think we're out of time. Good news is we're back tomorrow. We are back tomorrow. Yeah, four to six. Uh, Stone, thanks for coming through. Appreciate you. Kids, remember, every day above ground is a good day. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Goodnight, bad guy. Have a great night. Be safe, be smart. Home team time is almost 5.55.